After work is the 5 to 9. This is the 5 to 9 podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome again. This is 5 to 9. I'm your host, Cole Farr. I'm here with... uh, I'll let you actually introduce yourself. I'm Jake the Nike. What's up, everyone? Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, It's been a long time, I guess. I guess. I mean, we were just (laughs) together the other day, but like, it really isn't that long. True, true. But uh, I guess let's introduce yourself. What is, first off, what is the five to nine? Where are you putting your time right now? Okay, so the five to nine for me right now is YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. That's Yo, I have, pretty so much I have a bunch of fucking questions. About uh, that. Dude, I have a bunch of questions for, <laughs> for like, myself. It's just, like, yeah. it's a weird space right now, for sure. I was going to say, with creators, so I actually was having this conversation a little earlier. Uh, I feel like YouTube, though it is a place for the creators, mm-hmm. it's becoming less and less of a place for creators. Yeah. You know? It, I think what's really interesting about YouTube is it started as, like, just a video hosting service. No one thought it would be like this behemoth that it is now. Right. And then once it became legit, once you had people like Casey Neistat and, like, some of the OGs on YouTube. Like really, Gary Vanderchuk. Gary, you know. well, he's... I, I don't think he was one of the OGs on YouTube, but oh, he's, he's an OG, he, I mean, but he's definitely but capitalizing he's, on the for space. For sure. Um, even like. I, Markiplier's? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, like even PewDiePie. PewDiePie started right when it. Almost right when YouTube began. Is he actually that much of like an OG? Yeah, dude. He's he's an OG for real. Yeah, um, I Justine. Um, Jenna Marbles. Jenna Marbles, <laughs> yep. Who's uh, like, the man? He does a show, and he he's created a business from it. But I can't think of his name right now. He does like weekly kind of updates and talks. Phil about DeFranco. Me. Phil DeFranco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been around for a while. Yeah, but I was anyway, watching him for a long time. Yeah, he he's great. I really like Phil DeFranco, Philly D. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that's what the kids on the street call these you know, days, yeah. Philly D. If you know, uh, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, it was interesting to see, and we sort of experienced this. It's like we saw these people who were making like really great content, but it went from them just doing it for fun to like, wow, this is their full income. They're making millions of dollars a year doing right. this. Do you and feel like that's the dream, or do you feel like that kind of takes away from um, what you put out? Whether I, I think I just have to focus on the content, and then if it becomes a full-time kind of thing, branches out from there, right? I mean, if you're, there's so many people that see people like uh, Jake Paul and uh, Logan Paul. I was going to say, how do you feel about Logan Paul, <sighs> speaking of being in the YouTube community? Um, so, I'm not a huge fan of his stuff. I don't have anything against the dude. I just, like, his stuff doesn't appeal to me, which Same. should be surprising, because his main demographic is for, for kind like... Of people our age, would you say? Oh, no, no, no. His key demographic is from, like, 8 to 14. Wow. That's the majority of people that watch his stuff. So, it makes sense that it doesn't appeal to us. He's just, mm. like... Uh, that's just not my favorite style of yeah. content. Um, and, I mean, it's mainly, like, vlogs and things, right? Yeah. Um, As someone that's kind of a little ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, like, his stuff is just, like, he essentially is playing a version of himself. instead. And, I mean, that's kind of anything you do. You know, rappers aren't, well, some people are kind of who they are. Yeah. But anything I think you kind of put out to the public, especially if you're smart about the way you kind of market and Mm -hmm. brand and everything like that, it is a kind of adjacent version of yourself. Definitely. You know? Um, 
But uh, well, yeah, nothing, nothing against those dudes other than the stupid video he put out in the, Suicide the, Forest. I mean, um, and at this point, most people are familiar with. The yeah, we don't have to bring anyone up to speed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, it, it's an interesting space for sure, and I think. YouTube has sort of realized it's become more of a platform for people to potentially make careers off of. Right. And there have been some changes. I mean, but um, nobody's really making, like, Jenna Marbles money. Oh, like, no, dude. There are a lot of people making millions a year. Still? So, oh, yeah. So just to put it in perspective. So, and this will sort of lead into the changes that have been going on recently that I could get into if you want. Yeah. But um, I'll start off, like, let's say five, six years ago. Um, if you were a partner on YouTube, that means you allowed YouTube to advertise on your videos. Ad so, revenue. Right. So you'd get a cut. I believe at the time it was like 55, 45 or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but You can look at the specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But um, the average CPM, which is cost per million, basically for every thousand views, you'd get an average of five to seven dollars per thousand views. So people are still getting so, checks cut. Yeah. But that's a that's a lot of money if you yeah. think about it. That's a yeah. lot of cash. Now I mean in the term of like are you paying bills off of it or is this For something? sure. Think about if you have over let's say on average your videos are making are getting like a hundred thousand views. That's some nice money though. though. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, you, can, you might be able to buy a whip, a nice whip, or that fucking flamethrower that Elon Musk just came out with. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> I because I saw that. You saw my I video? I saw your shit, bro. I seen it. By the way, if you guys want to uh, look at my videos, my channel, it's youtube.com slash Jake tonight. Pretty simple. Um, but yeah, so Elon Musk, for those of you who don't know, is the owner of... The Boring the, Company. The Boring Company, Tesla. SpaceX. Pa- SpaceX, PayPal. A lot of people forget he fa- co-founded PayPal. PayPal's how he got the bread. Yeah, that's, that's, how, how, he got he, the that's how he paid for everything. Yes. Um. But uh, he posted a video on Instagram of him with a flamethrower, yes. <laughs> like running at yes, the camera, <laughs> which is, I mean, I, I both have a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and I think it's genius, man, because yeah. it's like. One, I feel like running at a camera promotes kind of bad, like yeah. some shit you probably shouldn't do with a flamethrower that yeah. he is selling. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you saw kind of the media of it or the, you know, promotion of it when he was tweeting, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to start a zombie apocalypse, yeah. you know, it costs yeah. too much, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> Uh, and you wouldn't like it if you don't like fun and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, he's like, guys, definitely don't buy this, dot, 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 <laughs> yeah, unless you like fun. Exactly. <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. I think Elon Musk is one of the best people on Twitter right now. I mean, he's just taking so. advantage of it so, so well, and I love what he's doing. But anyway, so he posted, I'm like, oh, that's funny. How great would it be if those were actually for sale? Yeah. 10, 15 minutes later, here's the link, guys. Yeah. And How much did those shits run? 500. That's not bad for a flamethrower. It's not that bad for a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, like, right. uh, let alone a flamethrower created by Elon Musk. Yeah. Okay. So I pre-ordered one for five hundred dollars. Um, as did a lot of other uh, influencers. I mean, social the shits media went people. up. Like, yeah. The pre-orders. What was it like? A, uh, let's check I mean, right now. But I'm pretty sure he's already uh, sold over fifteen thousand units. Let's see. <sighs> let's see if we can pull it up. But I might pay for some of them tunnels he's trying to build. Dude, he made, like, over $3 million in less than 24 hours. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, So, I just checked. Uh, He has sold 17,500, so there's 2,500 left. And once it hits 20,000, that's it. So, that's another part of the reason that I bought it. I'm like, this could, in theory, be one of those, like, limited products that in 
ten years or so. Collector's item, right? That kind of puts that kind of takes me in another, um, I guess, line of questioning, right? Wait, before that, I, sorry oh, to cool. interrupt. I, just to stay on this, did you see the video I posted today? No. So check this out. This is crazy. So I posted a video. I ordered uh, the hats that they had. They had the hats. The company hats. Yeah. So mine came. Somebody on set had one. Sorry. Really? Yeah. So mine. It's just like a dad hat, whatever. But it's cool. Um, but mine came the day after Elon Instagram that. So I'm like, oh, there's a great way for me to talk about this on my channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. I'm gonna unbox the hat, whatever. And then I talk about the flamethrower. Post the video. Don't think anything of it. An hour later, I get a DM on Twitter from a reporter from KTLA. <laughs> I saw I saw the screen grab, you yeah. posted, but I didn't see the actual video. So this reporter DMs me and is like, hey, we'd love to have you on the show tonight to talk about this. Uh, can you meet us in Hawthorne? I'm like, I can't, but I could do it over Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Like, cool. Technology minutes. is here, people. Yeah, Get with the time. It is here. Um, Shouts out to Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Cisco. Shouts out to Cisco. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... 20 minutes later, we do a full interview, and I'm featured on the 10 o'clock segment of the news. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. What do you think is getting more play, the oh, news dude. or your video? Dude, I said in... I don't know if I included it in the video, but I said it while I was recording that I don't think I'll get a single follower or subscriber from being on the news. You and think I think it's right. a dead I did not. Platform? I don't think it's dead, but think about the people that are watching the 10 o'clock local news. Right, it's a lot of older people. Right. You know, no care. I mean... We didn't really have cable, so I watched yeah. a lot of Channel 13, bro. Uh-huh. I watched all through The Simpsons and shit. <laughs> but I, you're right. You're right. There's yeah. definitely not people. If it's you're on YouTube, you're on YouTube already, right? Yeah. So. Speaking of, yeah. what are you, I think, would you say a lot of YouTubers are going to Twitch? Or So, I think they have been because what I failed to mention before was we were saying, like, yeah, the... Like amount of money you'd make per thousand views was between five and seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So now, since there's so many more people in the program, um, it's gone down to about two dollars per thousand views, which mm-hmm. is still so. Because it's, so, market is saturated, right? But like, let's say you make if you have a video that has a million views, that's two thousand dollars. That's some good cash. Yeah. Um, but still, it's not what it used to be. Um, so because of the fact that the amount of money that you're able to make. <clears throat> has gone down. Um, people have looked to other platforms. Other venue, yeah. But the problem is, is like for straight up video hosting, YouTube's the only platform. I mean, like for just straight direct to kind of your fans without subscription. Right. I mean, there's Vimeo, but Vimeo doesn't have Vimeo's for good, filmmakers, man. Right. Let's keep it. Let's yeah. keep it a buck. Exactly. Vimeo is if you are going for some Oscar bait, or if you're mm-hmm. trying to enter a film festival, or, yeah. You know, promote your long form. I guess project mm-hmm. you go to Vimeo right if you're vlogging I don't think people are going to Vimeo no although that'd be hilarious if you started yeah, a hey, vlog you could do it Vimeo. you could do it I, I should do it I'll just start uploading everything and be like guys I'm going to be the first one Vimeo to hit a million uh, subscribers on Vimeo yeah that's crazy so I guess that goes into the question of what do you think makes good because I, I hate calling creative projects content Mm -hmm. but that's kind of why yeah i think because it's a little dismissive right okay because a short film is different from a vlog right it's different from a haul video Mm is different from kind of many other different things yeah they all do kind of fall under the category of content yep but that i mean it just to me personally it feels I hear what you're saying it's sort of saying it's content is like cheapening it yeah it's like well 
Yeah, you know, I'm just making content. That yeah. doesn't mean necessarily mean you're putting time yeah. and effort yeah. and, you know, thought into it. That just yep. means you're doing some shit just to do it. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right? So what do you think makes good kind of creative projects? I mean, there's a plethora of stuff. I mean, people dismiss vlogs, but it's really, I think, all about how you make them. Like Casey Neistat, it's I think, changed the game. And he doesn't even, I mean, he does call them vlogs, but he's like, no, 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 I'm making a movie every day. That's how he thinks of it, you know? But my man's also extremely forward. Like, For sure. He's very, one, intuitive, and two, like, he just has a understanding of how to create something that's captivating. His ability to turn an average day where he's just, like, dealing with his family, like, maybe going shopping at the outlets or something... And being able to turn it into a compelling story right. is insane. That's just good storytelling. Yeah. It's really good. And I think he uses a lot of uh, traditional film aspects by creating, like, establishing shots and having really... Even the framing he uses. The framing he uses is very good. The cinematic. quality of camera he uses is pretty good. Yeah. That's um, just next level. Though. Yeah. And, I mean, he's using the drone and everything, time lapse. And yeah. I mean, I and I think that's something job. that comes with... If you're in the forefront of creativity, you use the tools that are available to you. And we just happen to be in a time where a lot of shit is, we're, we're in the brink of something every day. Yeah. You know? It's Speaking true. Of, I know you went to CES recently. I yeah. know there was a ton of shit that they probably yeah. rolled out. I didn't get to go, but I did pay attention. Uh, I, I'll go next year for sure. Mm. Hold me to this. <laughs> Hey, we'll maybe, check maybe in. Uh, Yo, let's do the, the we'll do uh, the five to nine podcast from CES. I'm definitely interested to see what those people's five to nine. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, if you got time to build drones and fucking yeah. ant size, yeah, you know. that should that'd be a good podcast. It's like okay, you work for you're like a top engineer, DJI making drones. Like, what the fuck are you doing on the side? Yeah, I want to know. That. Like, where do you put your free time if yeah. there is any? Are you yeah. just making fucking apps? Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but CES was. Uh, I'm not going to say a letdown, but this year, usually every year, there's one thing that's just like mind blowing. Like, yeah. oh my god, the implications! I saw the have. modular TV. Speaking of yes, mind blowing, that is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember if it's no, yeah, that's actually going to be coming to market, which is kind of rare for CES. So a lot of times, the big marquee stuff is like concepts that uh, maybe of some part of it will be used in uh, something that comes to market. Yeah. But 90% of the stuff they're showing is like we're able to do this. So like so think about be what we could do. adapted or you know yeah but the module so for those who don't know what we're talking about um, Samsung created a uh, modular TV so you can basically decide how big you want it to be I think there's a max size but you just add little bits and pieces uh, similar to like if you ever go to a sporting event how they have like a bunch of like TVs set up to yeah create I mean, we've all been to shit. Buffalo Wild Wings yeah like, you know yeah um, <laughs> but. Uh, it's crazy what they're able to do. And that's coming to market. You'll be able to get it. We should get one. Let's do it, bro. Yeah. Thank you very much to our sponsors at Squarespace. <laughs> Fucking A, Squarespace. <laughs> hey, run. So, I heard from, speaking of advertisements, right? Yeah. I was listening to a 50 interview recently. Okay. Um, and he talked about how he believes he's never worked for anyone in his entire life. He's only worked with people. All right. And I really appreciate that concept and that I'm not in the business of giving up kind of 
in that I'm not really in the business of giving up, you know, whatever it is that creatively comes to me. And I think that we do that a lot, kind of with, we give out free shit, whether it's on Instagram, whether people are just trying to post to kind of bring recognition to themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you can, like, partner, then, you know, that's kind of where it's at. Why not build with something instead of kind of relinquishing collab especially on youtube like collaborations are your make or break right and i like, know that in the youtube space and I, i'm sorry to cut you off no I'll let please. You go. but it's like i feel like some of the older youtubers like philip defranco's kind mm-hmm. of started companies and incepted or not incepted but um absorbed kind of a lot of other creativity from yeah. users which is it you know that's kind of the business yeah for sure but collaborations, I know, are really big. Yeah, so I did two collaborations so far. Well, like one and a half. So I did one with a good friend of mine uh, from college who we hadn't spoke for in like four or five years. We both saw that we had channels um, and we're like, hey, let's do something. And we did like a new friend, old friend tag type thing. It was what, was the, what was the premise of it? Basically, uh, you we each got a whiteboard. And there were a list of questions, and we would ask them, and I had to answer for her. She had to answer for me, and whoever got the most right at the end won. It's kind of silly, but like it was That's a good way. Cool, though, yeah. It was right when I was cre- starting my channel, and she was still in her the early stages of hers. So it was a good way for like both of our audiences to get to know uh, myself and Elaine. Um, but now she's at like uh, almost thirty-two thousand subscribers, which is huge. But mm-hmm. uh, but the other collaboration I did is. Cr- Crazy story. So uh, you might remember. I know Shiloh definitely remembers this. Um, but uh, so two days after I got to L.A., after I moved here, I was staying at our friend Dan's spot and the iPhone 10 was coming out. So I'm like, I think I remember. This. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. There. So I'm like, I'm going to. Oh, right. Yeah. I think I saw you like the I think I have before. a picture from that. Shit, yeah. The double eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to camp out. I'm going to be the first in line. And I, I thought it'd be good, and like I'm gonna say this just just for you, good content, content. <laughs> and I'm like, and you know what? I'm gonna do it at the Santa Monica store because I know there's this YouTuber, I Justine, who that's the store she normally goes to. Maybe she'll come by and like check it out or something. And like that'd be awesome if I got to meet her, put her yeah. in my video. So it's like 9 p.m. I'd been camping out for like almost 10 hours at that point. I was first in line. That's like a supreme drop, dog. Yeah. Fuck. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, my So I pre-ordered one, but I wanted to buy two so that I could sell them because they were going for like crazy since they... Did they have a limit on how many you could Yeah, you like could only pre-order? buy two. Yeah. Uh, or you could pre-order one. You could buy two in the store. Word. So I was keeping one for myself. I'd sell one that would make my money back for mine, then I'd profit for whatever I made on the Same other. Same as the Supreme Drive. Yeah, got to get the hustle going in you here. Um, but uh, so I'm waiting in line, and I see I Justine. I'm like, holy crap! So I'm like, hey, do you mind if I put you in your vlog? I'm a big fan, whatever. She's a big YouTuber. Huge, huge. She's yeah, one of the right. like true OGs. She has about three million subscribers, and I didn't tell her that I was first in line or anything. So we're talking, whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah, what spot are you in line? I'm like, oh, I'm first. And she freaks out. She's like, oh, my God. Gets her camera person, like, come over here. And is like, hey, this is Jake. He's first in line. Follow him. He has a YouTube channel, whatever. And, like, yeah. overnight, I got, like, 800 subscribers or That's something crazy. That's fucking crazy. Like that. how that so works, man. it's really important to do collaborations. And I know it's very important in YouTube, but I think in life, too. It's like 
it's yeah. important to do collaborations outside of what you normally do. Like just experience someone else's craft or whatever right. they're doing. Just see what it's like. One interestingly enough, I always thought about vlogs and things. Uh-huh. It's like you in life we are always interested to in meet new people. Yeah, I think because the internet we have become a little closed off in a, a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's face to face contact or you know whatever. And I think with YouTube, you're able to meet someone, even though you might never, ever have an interaction. Yep. You know, you might be able to comment. You might be a Twitter friend. You mm-hmm. might, you know, you might even have a correspondence. Yep. I remember, actually, weirdly enough, sidebar, a really good friend of mine, Maya, met their boyfriend off of Craigslist in like Whoa. 2000. Whoa. Yeah. So I definitely understand that, like, you can, like, yeah. They can create. Dude, I've a space. met people on Twitter who I've met in real life and now are friends. That's what I'm saying. You're That's able crazy. to connect with people who you share interests and, you know, are yeah. like minded with. It's bizarre how many people I feel like I know who I've never met in my life. Yeah. And I think that's then that's what I was getting to with YouTube, yeah. right? You get to meet someone and see their daily, day to day, kind of, even if it is you that adjacent. More or less know them. Right. You, it's just one way, which is strange, but. Right. Yeah, I don't think we're making movie stars no more. I think we're making internet personalities. Now. Yeah, although what's interesting is like some of these internet personalities and internet celebrities, which let's be real, that's what they are these days. Yeah. They're almost surpassing a lot of like B C list celebrities. That's what I'm saying. But it's incredibly hard to make movie stars now. It's true, but I feel like it's st- like they're still not accepted entirely as like straight right. up celebrities. They're like, no, you're an internet celebrity. It's right. different, but that. The line, I think, is totally yeah. not the line. What did we like, say parts earlier in the show? The core demographic wasn't our age. Right. It was people younger. Right? Yeah. Change happens generationally. Mm-hmm. So when those, as those people continue to grow and as we continue to grow and continue to put out projects or content. Content. And those people just <laughs> get older. Yeah. And now it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Markiplier will be a movie. PewDiePie. If some PewDiePie walked down the street, how many people do you think would recognize? I think you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, just because he's like next level. That's what I'm um, saying. But you yeah. don't think he'd get recognized, or you do? No, 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 he would. That's what he I'm would. saying. But Who? yes, PewDiePie. PewDiePie is. He's one of for the, those that don't know. PewDiePie. I'll let you. I mean, I don't really follow his stuff, so I might be butchering it. But I know he used to be. He's primarily a gamer. Um, and just streamed a lot of his gaming on YouTube and gained like mass popularity. And I believe he's still currently the most subscribed person on YouTube. But yeah, I yeah. was in Hawaii recently, and like I was vlogging, and no, I'm walking by, and these like three Long little kids like, "Oh my god, are you a vlogger?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yep, yep, that's me." <laughs> they, could they tell, or did they watch your shit? Well. No, they didn't watch my shit. But I have been recognized once, which is crazy. I only have a thousand plus subscribers, and I've been recognized. Which How does is that? What is that? Like so I so there? I guess someone saw my video uh, where I was waiting in line for the iPhone, and I went back to that same Apple store with my camera. So I mean, I was like in my element, right. I guess you could say. So, so people like, knew what was going on. Like I was obviously a vlogger. Um, 
if you guys don't know what a typical vlogger looks like, it's usually like you have a DSLR camera on what's called like a Joby mount. It's like this little, it's like a mini tripod that you could carry in your hand and there's a little furry mic on top. That's your typical vlogger. So it's pretty easy, especially in LA. Gotta have the dead cat. Yeah, gotta have, have, gotta have the dead cat. You don't want no, <laughs> no, no muffled sound. <laughs> Which is crazy. That's actually a technical term. Yes. Man, always fuck. technical on the five to nine. Podcast. You know, we uh, we try to you know do it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, someone was like, "Oh my god, you're Jake, right?" I'm like, "Yep, yep, that's me." Like, "Oh, I love your content." Con- they literally said, "I love your content." Actually, <laughs> this is why I don't I know what that means. Shit. I think this that means is exactly why I hate this shit. Bro. Yeah, but what is the day? What is the kind of process? The daily process of vlogging. So it kind of changes. So I'd say there's two things. One. Let's say I haven't posted a video. I usually try to post at least two videos per week, sometimes three. Mm-hmm. But at a minimum, I try to post two. Is there a reason or is it just because that's... Just because I feel like I can put that out. And like if I'm not, it, it's a good way to sort of make force me to do it. Right. It keeps um, you honest. Yeah. And also, people, I think, are more engaged when they know like, okay, there's at least going to be one or two videos this week. For yeah. sure. I like, look guaranteed. forward to checking in too. Right. Kinda. Yeah. Right. Um, so for some videos... It's like, oh, I like I have an idea or whatever. I need to make this video. Like with the Elon Musk flamethrower, I'm like immediately when I saw it, I'm like, yep, making a video, hundred <laughs> percent. But there are other things shit, where yeah. other times where I know I need to post a video, but I don't have anything to post. And at first, I hated it, but now I've grown to like that because it forces me to do something that I've probably never done before, because that allows me to create new con, new, new. I don't want to use the word content anymore. I mean, you're making me. <laughs> Making me feel bad about it, but... Do it feels right. But, like... Just know, every time, it's a tiny dagger <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> but, yeah, I, um, I get that. Scheduling is important. Yeah, but, uh, like, the other day, uh, I went on a really cool hike that I'd never done because I needed to make a video and I had to do it. So, it's forced me to step out of my comfort zone and do things that I wouldn't normally do just because I know I need to put something out. So... Chicken or the egg question. Do you feel like you're doing shit for the video or you feel like you're getting video doing the shit? It's kind of both. Um, Obviously, I'd prefer it to be I'm doing something and uh, it just happens to be make for a good video. Mm. But sometimes it's the other way around. And sometimes those videos end up being better because, like I said, it's me doing something that I've never done before. So I'm experiencing something brand new and, like, maybe someone else who has never done that is also experiencing something brand new for the first time. So Yo, that's crazy. I kind of, in a weird way, I think that's kind of also something that comes in the territory of being people that put stuff out. Yeah. And do have a following, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where branding and shit comes in. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, I mean, well, if I'm eating Chipotle <laughs> and I'm putting that shit in my videos and thousands of people are watching it, that means thousands of people might want to go to Chipotle. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, So I am not at the point yet to where I'm getting brand deals or anything like that, yeah. but I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast yeah. and what they... Well, what Joe does, it's not really they. Yeah, Joe, I love Joe, Joe Rogan. Put me on to sleep deprivation or sensory deprivation. Really? Things, yeah. Did you do it? Did yeah, you try it? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Fucking popping. Yeah, bro. that shit is. But uh, <laughs> he only uh, accepts advertisements from people who um, sort of like fall into his lifestyle. So like, 
he has a supplement company that he owns, and he endorses that. And then he said, "Fuck the GNC." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I can. I'm getting my own protein yes, shake. Sir. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think it's important. Like I should, like I'm not gonna go do an advertisement for like I don't know Dove or whatever the hell. <laughs> but like for example, let's say Rode, uh, which is like a microphone mics, company, yeah, right? So I use Rode mics. I love them. I think they're great, especially for the price. So if they came to me and they were like, "Hey, let's do a deal," I'd have no problem doing that because yeah. it's something I genuinely use, genuinely like. So I wouldn't have a problem telling other yeah. people to get it. I right. think that's the most important thing with advertisements. That feels more genuine. Right. That feels more clean. You have to be genuine. If yeah. it's something that you've never used or you wouldn't use outside of the video, then you're playing yourself. And you're playing your audience, too, which is fucked up, right. I think. Right. Um, I, it just feels... Yeah, you're right. It feels less, it feels less clean. Yeah. But, For sure. Man, yeah. What is the 9 to 5? If, yeah. Or is YouTube kind of in a place for you now where it's like... I can kind of... I don't have to worry about shit. I can pay more bills off no, YouTube. No, no, no. Not even close. So, also, I am most likely getting kicked out of YouTube's partner program. So, I won't be able to make money anymore through YouTube. Which I <laughs> may... If I'm lucky, I make $20 to $40 per month through YouTube. Because I don't but really... why are they kicking... Is it so like here's So, here's the thing. So, after the whole Logan Paul incident, and then... I don't know. Have you heard of Elsagate? Do you know what that is? No. This is getting, like, way on inside baseball. Give a... a Glossary of the Logan Paul incident, yeah, or a glance at yeah. the comment. So basically, he went to uh, Japan, um, was being sort of disrespectful to their culture, sort of making fun of it. So people were yeah. sort of freaking out about that. But then he went to the suicide forest. They have a forest there at the base of Mount Fuji where people go to commit suicide. So Vice did a video on it. Yes, they did, and it was intense. Um, but they're also a news organization, and they sort of did it in a better way i think right. but a more tactful way right and he was like yeah we're gonna and it's the ha- the forest is haunted supposedly so we're gonna go camp in the forest low gang dab 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 yeah. um so already yeah. you're like okay you're going into this forest where you know people go to commit suicide and that's that's heavy bro that you is know really heavy. Go there off like yeah make a leap like yeah that. So he goes into the forest, and about 200 yards in, they see a dude who just hung himself. So they go over, and they film it, and uh, they start laughing in front of it, whatever. He gets serious first, and then, like, everyone's sort of laughing and, like, making light of it. it's a big joke. Yeah, and the thumbnail is, like, we found a dead guy in the suicide force, and it's a thumbnail of the dude hanging, just his face blurred. And like I said before, his main demographic is 10, is, like, 8 to uh, 14-year-olds. Which is why it makes such much of a... Right. So, anyway, uh, it was... Yes. It was a whole thing, uh-huh. and... Well, what's Elsagate? What the fuck? Elsagate's even... I think even... I'm not going to say even crazier, but it's definitely crazy. So, basically, uh, overseas, these foreign uh, computer companies create these algorithms that would, like, recreate, uh, like, DC comic characters and Disney characters and have them, like, interact. And it'd be these weird, weird videos where it's, like, Spider-Man is hanging out with Elsa and, like... They were sitting and watching TV, and, like, the dad sitting there, like, has a beer bottle, drops it, and, like, cracks open on Elsa's head, and she's, like, gushing blood and stuff. And these are marketed towards the YouTube kids community. So these kids are seeing these messed up videos, and these... Are they, like, trippy, like, badass trip videos? No, they're just weird. They're, like, sort of horribly produced, and, like... 
it was just bizarre. But anyway, these kids are seeing these really messed up images and themes and all this stuff, and these channels are raking in cash and ad revenue. Because everybody's clicking. Right. All they have to do is say Elsa, and like millions of people are going to find that video. <laughs> and it's marketed towards kids. So like yeah. it was being thrown in their algorithm and recommended to people, and it was a whole thing. So that combined with the Logan Paul incident, YouTube had to sort of make a decision. They were like, to, you know what? We might need to change some shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> we just uh, might... Uh, like, hold like, on, you know, I think we've shown enough. Like, some dude committed suicide and a bunch of kids saw it and now these kids are seeing, like, all yeah. these characters they love do <laughs> fucked up shit. And so they sent out this email about two weeks ago, I want to say, mm-hmm. and they basically are like, okay, we're recreating our guidelines uh, for what it takes to become a YouTube partner, meaning you can make money uh, based off the ad revenue. So what now, are the restrictions? So it used to be all you had to have was 10,000 views on your channel, and then you're good. Now, that's it? That's it. So it's not that hard. <laughs> but now, okay, now you have to have 1,000 subscribers, which I do. Um uh, which only happened after I posted the video saying how crazy this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to have 4,000 hours of watch time over the last 12 months, which is 200,000 something minutes of watch time. So it's a lot. You need so a lot. Long, like long Either long a small amount of long videos or a bunch of short videos that get a lot of views. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be harder, but there's going to be less people in their ad programs, so the people that lost money when the market sort of got saturated, in theory, should see their income go Spark, up. Yeah. So in the long term, it's good. When I first heard about it, I sort of overreacted and was like, this is messed up. YouTube is like fucking over all these small creators, but I was a little butthurt. Fucking and, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, it is a little bit, but like we're not making a ton of money, and if it's going to help the people that were making their income on YouTube before, I'd rather help them than like me yeah. get five dollars a month or something yeah and i mean but what you think that will stop people from making those messed up videos and yeah stuff? or even do, or i'm not gonna say that well it's just harder for those channels to, to get, get monetization the, yeah because they I have know. to first complete that and in theory if they start their channel from scratch and they're doing those videos by the time they get to the point where they're allowed to be part of the program they'll probably have been flagged and their channel will be shut down yeah so who knows? So you if think it works, extends the period of where things can just be thrown in your face? Hopefully, I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's the goal. Do you think people will still kind of rise to that level of stardom? I was gonna say being in the YouTube community, but fuck yeah, it's <laughs> stardom. Let's be real. Yeah, it's like some of these totally. people have millions of followers and like they're they're celebrities that movie don't have. Star. Yeah, the internet yeah. is everywhere. Yeah, just like Big Baller Brand, never lost. The internet never <laughs> lost, bro. Let's be real. The five to nine program does not endorse big baller brand or. <laughs> I mean, if they want Levar, if you want to send me some shoes, bro, I might take the shoes. No one's getting. But why? Shoes. The, yo, yeah, it's gonna take three they gotta, years. They, they to got an F from the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys have now heard the five to nine part of my life. But yeah. should, should we go into the nine to five? I mean, if you feel like it, or if you want to give a drop in the in yeah. the bucket cup I'll, I'll be ocean. i'll be brief but basically i'm a day trader i trade futures which is base i basically bitch trade i'll trade your future tell somebody yeah yeah but yeah i essentially trade the stock market for with my own money and i use the profits to was it difficult myself. to start very i lost some cash for sure yeah. i've been doing it for six years now so i've gotten pretty decent at it but uh i've only been doing it full-time now for about seven months what? Yeah, I mean, you think it's the same as like playing poker, or would you say it's a completely mm. different? 
Well, it, it's funny that you chose poker because it's like there's so many people that think, oh, you don't have like any. There's no skill in poker, but there's so much skill yeah. in poker. It's you not gotta know just how to reliant. read the cards, right. other players. You exactly. gotta know how to bluff. You gotta know how to win a call. More or less, you have to dive into the game and research it and figure out how it works. Yeah. So that you can take advantage of the system. Is that something you? That's did the with? exact same way that you have to look at trading. It's like. If your average person is like, oh, I think this stock's going to go up, it's basically gambling. But when you take a look at like... You look at trends in the marketplace. Trends in the market. um, So I only trade intraday, which means I'm like in and out of a trade within 20 to 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't... A lot of little trades or are they usually bigger? Bigger size, but Mm -hmm. for smaller times. Um, So like uh, I'm looking at previous price action which just means like I'm just looking at the price and how it acted previously and then making predictions based on that. In a way, it's gambling, but it's sort of more of a science than... It's low-risk gambling. If you know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And if you're good at managing your losses. That's the most important thing that I tell everyone is like people think it's so difficult to actually like pick the right direction. You just have to be right 51% of the time. Yeah, facts. You just got to know when to get out. That is the big point. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like the casino, dog. Dude, think of, <laughs> so many traders this happens to, right? So you're, you go five days in a row and you're making $1,000 a day. Everything's going amazing. You're like, damn, I cannot lose. Then one day Oof. you get a losing trade Hit and you're like, button. but I was right the last five days. So I have to be right this time. Damn. Your ego gets involved. And before you know it, you've lost $10,000 and your account's blown up. What is the most you say? Yeah, and you can say it or you can't. How much say I've it. made or lost in a lost. day? Lost. Lost. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Six. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> in one day, I lost $6,500. $6,500. Yeah. That's six racks. That's almost seven racks, yeah. bro. But uh, during Brexit, I traded that and I made all, over 10000 in one day. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just so everyone knows that is not average. I'm not like out here making ten grand every day. Facts. Of course, that's you but, know. Kind of, yeah, but I mean, would you say that that would allow you to dive deeper into the five to nine, being able to have definitely I mean, you know something that kind of keeps the lights on. One hundred percent. So part of the reason I even moved to LA in the first place was a I had twenty three years on the East Coast and uh, fuck winter. Okay, I am done with the cold weather. I'll have it for like mm-hmm. a week or two at the most. Go snowboarding, enjoy it, then come back to sunny California because that is where it's at. Um, mm-hmm. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is I still trade on New York time. So I wake up at 6 in the morning. The Eastern market. The market's open at 9.30, and they close at 4, which is 1 here. So you're up at 6 going in. Oh, yeah. But I'm done at 1 p.m. So from 1 p.m. on, I'm free to do whatever I want. I go surf. I go train jujitsu, which I do about five days a week. Um, and I can make videos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty good lifestyle. Yeah. What? Where in the East Coast? I'm curious. New Jersey. Jersey. I was good. I was gonna say New York, but I have a buddy that uh, every time I tell people I'm from New York, he's like, "Nope, he's from Jersey." Hey, fuck that shit. Hey, yeah. your boy's from Jersey. No, no, no. So here's how I rationalize it. Ready? So I was born in Manhattan. Therefore, I am from New York. All right. Um, shout out. Does technicality. That count? Does that count? Fucking technicality. <laughs> out towards Jersey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I was born. I was born in Manhattan, raised in New Jersey, um, North Jersey. Jersey like? Okay, so 
part of the reason I don't tell people I'm from Jersey, I'm like, yeah, I'm from New York, is like, when what's the first thing you think of when you hear Jersey? I mean, be honest. The shore, bro. I can't. I can't even fuck with you. I think of Jersey Shore. I think of fucking fist pumping and snooky falling out fucking stairs, <laughs> bro. That's what I think. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I never tell anyone I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> so, what's Jersey so, actually like? Okay, so North Jersey, which is where I'm from. It's pretty nice. It's like suburban. A lot of people who work in Manhattan live in New Jersey. It's a lot quieter. They commute into the city and shit. Commute in the city. Great school systems. All that stuff. It was really nice. It was a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> you go down the shore. There are nice areas of the shore where they don't have fist-pumping guidos all around. <laughs> guidos. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's where I would go to surf and stuff. And yeah. I would avoid Seaside Heights, which is where all that craziness takes place. <laughs> seaside Heights, that was the, yeah. some wild boys uh, out there. You would seaside go there Heights. for after prom to party and to laugh at all the people that actually live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got nothing against y'all. but uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, that's so If you guys want to come at me, I'm at Jake Nike on Twitter. Bring your hate. Yo, hit my man. But you think that the West Coast is completely different? Like so different. So, so, so different. I mean, LA is an interesting place. LA is a very interesting place for many reasons. But, like, just for someone who's on the East Coast that's never been to the West Coast, one thing, New Jersey, people from New Jersey, people from New York are used to everything real quick. Like, everyone's just trying to get in and out and do what they got to do. The city never sleeps. It's, you know, yeah. A Here, it's a lot slower. People are like, I, I have a theory. It takes at least 20 minutes to get anywhere in L.A. So I feel like the people that are living here, like, okay, well, if my commute takes 20 minutes, the rest of my day could take a little bit extra time, too. So it's like you don't have to speed up, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, New York, in New York, you could be from midtown to downtown in, like, 10 minutes on the subway. So it's just you're there. Yeah, wow. you're there. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of adds... I was thinking about that the other day. The mm. other day. The red other leather, red yellow red leather, red. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique. Shouts out to Danny. But, yeah, I think that I was sitting in traffic, dog. And I was sitting there. I was listening to uh, some bullshit on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I looked around. And I saw all the fucking people in the cars. Yep. And in a lot of cases, it's one person in every fucking car. Yep. Which means people aren't carpooling. If everyone has a car, there's so many people on the road. There's mm-hmm. 7 million people in Los Angeles, yeah. man. And that doesn't even count the illegal people that are and in the city. all y'all motherfuckers <laughs> are sitting in the road, just sitting there, fucking going to the same place, dog. Yeah. You and your homie want to drive separate cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no subway system. Yep. LA is interesting in that I mean, there is, but, like, who the hell wants to be underground in a city where the ground shakes? And that, <laughs> man, that's a, that's a really good point. Exactly, right? <laughs> Fuck. People are like, oh, yeah, take the subway. Yeah, no thank you. If yeah, there's yeah, that one in five million chance that an earthquake happens while I'm on that, it's quiet. No. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the big one is coming. Stop it. The big one's coming. <laughs> I mean, if y'all have never been in an earthquake, the, the ground I shakes. I haven't. Weirdly enough, until a couple years ago, I was never in a Well, I take that back. There, I've been in hurricanes, but the way people treat hurricanes in like the East Coast is a lot different than on an island, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have hurricane parties and we're yeah. gonna kick it, and we might just go inland a little bit. I was in Orlando, mm-hmm. so it's like we were cool, but when hurricane, hurricane, um, 
was it? It was a couple of years, like a year or two ago. It wasn't like, Sandy, right? Sandy it wasn't was Sandy. Sandy was up in New York. Yeah, that was me. Is it? What was it? Well, no, what I did for that? Harvey? I think it was Harvey. Harvey was. Yeah. yeah. It, it hit in Orlando, we were sitting there kind of chilling, bro. Yeah. Me and the homie we were on shrooms. Oh, God. We went outside <laughs> and nobody was out there, bro. It was fucking amazing. That's crazy. But I mean, in high school, what, uh, what I would do for hurricanes is. Uh, I would go to my uh, Dominican friend's house, and her grandma would make sancocho. Yo, I fuck with sancocho. Yo, sancocho so good. Sancocho. Shout out to all the Dominicans. Yuka is yes. fucking bomb, bro. Yep. I uh, the homie lives out in Colombia, and mm-hmm. I spent a little time on in Colombia. Yeah, but, you know, it's it, the food is amazing. Yeah, the food it's crazy. is crazy. Good, bro. Food spreads culture, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Quote Specola. Yeah, you know. Uh, on that note, what are you looking forward to this year? And before I let you get up out of here, I think we're in such an interesting time with the internet and everything is like moving just exponentially. Where every year it just seems to get crazier and crazier. And you look on Twitter and you just have I mean, such easy to access to everyone and everything. Yes, yes. And it's like maybe five years ago they were like, oh yeah, it's a twenty-four hour news cycle now. It's crazy. Dude, it's a 10-hour news cycle now, if that. Like, there's just something new going on every single minute. Mm-hmm. And it's to, it's just a weird time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. What a time. Sure. Hey, what, what a time, a time, what a time to be alive. Shout out to Drink. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I, I think this is going to be a really good year. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, see. to seeing what all my friends are doing out here. Because there's definitely, I'd say, like a solid group of us that, like, there's so many people that come out to LA and they have this idea that they're just going to make it. It's going to happen. Like they're, they're just going to do it. And for some people that happens, but for those people that it happens to, it's because they're putting in the work, they're meeting people, they're out there. They're just doing everything they could possibly do to make their dreams come true. And then there's everyone else who claims that's what they're doing, but they're sitting on their ass, not doing anything, just like waiting for it to happen for them. So, I think we have a good group of people that are really putting in the work, and I'm really excited to see uh, the success that that yields in the next coming year. I would say that those people are living in the five to nine. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure, my man. Good shit. (laughs) Until the next time. Thank you for having me. Peace. Later.